0: Sally Malone is with us from Sararian House and World Overdose Days coming up at the end of the month. And, uh, oh, I don't know if you picked that up, but at uh, the top end of the program, I did have a little bit of a grizzle about some of those beautiful sights out there with uh, the mess uh, that's often left over from parties and uh, believe it or not uh, making up a lot of that rubbish is drug paraphernalia which can be dangerous at times and very harmful especially to little kids uh, frequenting uh, the beaches, or those uh, little ones that just uh, love to run around carefree. Maybe you're one out there constantly walking your pets and having to pick up bits and bits of uh, rubbish. Well, (sighs) whether it's uh, just for recreational use, or perhaps it could be a legal thing with uh, drug taking, there is always uh, the, the risk of overdosing, which is what this particular topic is all about. Sally, hello, welcome, haven't seen you for a long time.
1: Thank you, Sandy, and hello back to you. And yes, it has been too long, but International Overdose Day is very important to me. The 31st of August is International Overdose Awareness Day. Um, Particularly poignant for me because I've lost a child to accidental overdose. And so the message I really want to get out there today is that overdose is preventable, it's treatable. Um, The sooner people get help, the better chance they get. But I thought what I'd talk a bit about today are what are the main things that that people overdose on, how that has changed over the recent years, and also... Overdose is not always fatal. There's fatal and non-fatal overdoses and a non-fatal overdose can really mess you up. You won't go into the statistics as a death but you could spend the rest of your life in a home um, or in a wheelchair or on renal dialysis or something like that. So a non-fatal overdose can really mess you up too and they are, in, they do count those. They're measured in the data but they're not, yeah, of course, counted as fatal. But... Um, I've got a – the Pennington Institute are the people who kind of oversee and coordinate the activities for International Overdose Day. Now, the Pennington Institute formed because someone lost a child to overdose and they publish a report every year on their website, the Pennington Institute, and it's worth downloading. Now, the most recent report they've got up there is the one from 2020 and it says on the front oh, – like once the, once you get through all the index and stuff – America's opioid epidemic is Australia's future if we don't act now. Now, I don't know if you've seen any of the Netflix series like Painkills or anything like that, but um, opioids, synthetic opioids, are just cutting a swathe through the the poor and the addicted in America. They have a different healthcare system to us. But if we are not vigilant um, with the... um, ease of transport these days. I saw in the newspaper just recently, they had a 560 kilo um, methamphetamine drug bust down in one of the coastal towns. I think it was either Kalbarri or Caratha, one of the ones that starts with K. Um, but yeah, that was only recent. And I know, I remember when COVID started thinking, oh, well, this will give us some breathing space from all the meth, but it didn't. Um, the meth continued unabated during COVID. And although in Australia, the biggest number of fatal overdoses are caused by opioids. Now, an opioid is an umbrella term for natural or synthetic drugs that are derived from or related to the opium poppy. Um, But it includes things like oxycodone, morphine, codeine, heroin, fentanyl, methadone and opium. Um, So they are still the biggest killer. And I believe they are on the rise down south of Perth and Bunbury. Haven't seen so much of that up here yet. But what I have seen a large increase of up here is stimulants or ice or methamphetamine or NABI, whatever you want to call it. And I've noticed that it's now stimulants are now the third biggest killer in fatal Overdose. Now that's fatal overdose, but non-fatal overdose of opiates. Uh, sorry, of um, amphetamines is also very, very dangerous. Um, the physical signs of that are feeling hot and sweaty. Um, maybe perhaps a really bad headache, some chest pain, um, jerky movements. People's arms tend to wave around, not very well controlled. Their face, you know, you see that gurning, that chewing, that that involuntary pulling faces. Um, And there's some psychological signs as well, um, which might be psychotic type symptoms in someone who's never had a mental illness before or severe irritation or agitation or panic and perhaps, you know, not really knowing where they are, not knowing, yeah, how to find their way around. So there's there's all kinds of things that overdose of um, nabi or ice or methamphetamine looks like. Um, But the impact of that, apart from one of the things that I – part of the research I was doing before I came today was I looked at the coroner's court to see how much it's implicated in Western Australia. And there are cases, sadly documented, of people who are running from – police, just had a big shot of meth and then, yeah, police have confronted them. They've taken off running or they've been arrested and had a bit of a wrestle and been put in the watch house and the stress from that has caused their heart – to suddenly become diseased, It's a particular type of cardiomyopathy that that I was reading about and I just thought, I know so many people that 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 could happen to. Um, And it's women in both, in the the ones that I read anyway, that that had this particular type of cardiomyopathy that was um, implicated in their death. But the other thing with overdose is um, mixing drugs. Very often recreational drug users will... Have something and then have some alcohol and then have something else. Maybe smoke a pot, you know, smoke of ganja cannabis. Um, the other th- interesting thing in the data this year is that for the first time that I've seen, um, mind you, I haven't looked for a couple of years, but cannabinoids, which are things related to cannabis, are in the mix for deaths from overdose. There was 208 deaths from cannabinoids, but I read further in the report that that is all synthetic cannabinoids. It's none of those deaths are natural ganja. They are all synthetic cannabinoids. And I would say, yeah, so I think there's a message there. Be very, very careful in accepting synthetic cannabinoids, in exploring synthetic cannabinoids, in buying synthetic cannabinoids. Um, Yeah, because they are now starting to appear in the death stats. So...
0: That. Would that be the case because you can legally or illegally or obtain, depending on what state you are, on, online medication that has cannabinoids?
1: Well, the science is always trying to stay a jump ahead of the law and so... As soon as a cannabinoid, a synthetic cannabinoid, comes to the attention of the law, it's quite a bit of work to legislate against it. And so you do hear of particular um, sellers that sell um, cannabinoids, um, you know, what they call high herbs and stuff like that. um, And they might be synthetic cannabinoids. The other thing I noticed when I was down in Perth was the growth of stores that are selling inhalants. And again, we haven't got that problem so much up here, but TikTok, I think the you know like the the market, the businesses seem to wield so much power. Um, that, yeah, I think we all need to look out for each other and as a community come together and say, no, we want to be safe. We want our children to be safe. We want a future for our families. We want a safe community to live in. So, yeah, and I think it's it's up to all of us to yeah make sure our voice is heard on that one. Um, but I, I haven't particularly got any data about those in front of me. But the other one I wanted to talk about, which is quite often implicated in... Um, both fatal and non-fatal overdoses, is alcohol. People can fatally overdose on just alcohol alone, but it is more often part of a mixture. Perhaps people have taken some prescription sleeping pills. They might already be on medication for something that has a bit of a sedative effect. So they've got a bad back and they're on something for their nerve pain. And then they drink a lot of alcohol and they could just go to bed and never wake up. Um, yeah, without intending to die. Um, So, yeah, so it is a very preventable cause of death. So I would say that if you have um, a friend or a family member or someone close to you who um, either, you know, in a prescribed way or perhaps prescribed but uses too much or even illegally um, takes sedative drugs... um, keep a close eye because the other thing I learned from reading the report was that a non-fatal overdose, repeated non-fatal overdoses, are finally much more likely to culminate in a fatal overdose. And that's exactly what happened with my son. He had several non-fatal overdoses that his friends that he was living with didn't treat properly. They were walking him around, doing all the things that you're told expressly not to do, putting him under a cold shower. Um, Yeah, they didn't ring an ambulance and you should always ring an ambulance. If you find someone who's overdosed, the first thing you do is make sure there's no danger to yourself, no needles around or anything like that. Um, And then do the usual ABC airway, um, blood circulation make sure that they yeah if they are breathing um, put them in the uh, recovery position and then call an ambulance and keep the ambulance on the f- online you know keep them on the phone until they get there um, and always monitor the the breathing in the airway um, and make sure that yeah that they're kept warm um, yeah but always yeah just make sure that the breathing and, and the pulse is um, is there. And if it doesn't, then you do your, your first... If it's not there, then you do your first aid stuff. But, um, yeah, so um, the, the response is similar for all of the, the substances. Um, an overdose response for um, amphetamines is, yeah, like I said, do the DRS-ABC, then call the ambulance, move the person to a quiet, safe room a- away from bystanders and stimulation or excessive light Um, If they're confused or panicking, stay with them, try and reassure them. If they're overheating, uh, try and cool them down, loosening clothing, putting a cool towel on the back of their neck or under their arms. If you can't get a response or they're unconscious, they go in the recovery position. And if muscle spasms or seizures occur, which is possible, um, then remove anything from the immediate environment that might cause injury. But just from my work around um, Broom and the communities, it concerns me a lot that 11 years ago when I started in this job, so few of our clients were for stimulant use and now it's taking up so much of our time and I know from, yeah, feedback I get from the hospital that it's taking up a lot of their time to, um, yeah, particularly non-fatal overdoses, which can result in Um, either short-term harm or long-term harm. Now, short-term harm might be, you know, being sick for a day or two, Um, yeah, having, you know, like a really shocking headache or some psychotic symptoms that resolve after a couple of days. But for some people, the the psychosis doesn't go away and they have a lifelong mental health condition as a result of long-term high doses, um, overdoses of substance use. So, yeah... It's, it's very concerning and it's it's very preventable with um, opioids now they have a, a drug um, called naltrexone um, or naloxone naloxone and it can be delivered in a needle in the leg you know just straight through the trousers you give it or straight through the straight through the clothes bang into the leg or there's a nasal spray that you just put into their nose and phsh, straight in and yeah and you just keep you watch and see if that works and if it doesn't work after a couple of minutes, you do it again and you may be doing CPR and stuff by that stage but there are, for, for opiates anyway, there are, there is a, a pharmaceutical solution but they they have, you know, in the other states of Australia, they've got things like safe injecting rooms and, and widely available injectable um, antagonists for opiates so that, yeah, to reduce the deaths from opioids but they are still the biggest killer which is um, worrying, especially, mm. yeah, with the ease of transport and, and the greater production. Um, my, my own research shows that South America seems to have really kicked up their production of opioids. It used to be the, the cocaine and the stimulants capital, but they are now really capitalising on the market for opioids and they are targeting countries all over the world.
0: Well, you only just have to listen to media... And know that there's a lot more large drug busts taking place, and like you said, that nasal spray uh, police are now being registered to carry that around, as it's uh, so obvious, isn't it? The drug problem out there.
1: Down, yeah, in. in 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 the bigger cities down south. Yeah, I mean, we, we are also trained in delivery of um, the nasal spray and the injections. We've actually got that in our office and we've had the people up to train us how to use it. Fortunately, we've never been called on to use it because the, the drugs that we deal with mostly are alcohol, cannabis and and nabis ice, meth, whatever you want to call it. So those are the, the big three that, that keep us busy.
0: Hmm. But it also keeps a lot of people entertained out there especially with everyone partying at the moment around the region yep
1: yeah and and look I know that um, you know you can use drugs wisely and well you can use alcohol wisely and well it's it, it's about knowing what the risks are um, knowing, what you've got, so pill testing would be really useful if if that was introduced. And I know there has been quite a bit of research done into trying to um, do that and promote that at festivals and things like that. and that would that would be a really good harm minimisation measure if that were implemented. but the the message to the party goers is try don't mix you, don't mix your your substance, you know, stick to one. And make sure that someone else knows what you've had. So, yeah, have a buddy. Have someone there that you trust who – and, you know – if you are not particularly into, you know, taking substances as your party and you stick into one thing, then be a buddy for someone else. But we've all got to look out for each other and do not hesitate to call an ambulance. They are not going to call the police on you. They only want to save lives. And it's imperative the minute someone goes over or is like unwell that an ambulance is called because, yeah, the sooner they intervene in a non-fatal overdose, um, yeah, the better outlook the better yeah, chance they have of it staying a non-fatal overdose and not turning into a fatal.
0: Mm. Sally, you've always gone out to Entrance Point and hold, held a reflective uh, time with... Others on the 31st, are you going to be doing the same this year?
1: Oh, well remembered, Sandy. Um, We are going to be doing the same this year, but not at entrance. This year we're going to Town Beach. So we're going to be at the boat ramp area of Town Beach at 10.30am because we're going to have a little brief ceremony. We don't want to make it too long because people get hot and... And, yeah, and we don't um, want to distress people too much. So we have a brief ceremony. The reason we have it at that time is because we want to have the high tide. Because part of of the ceremony is we put a flower in the ocean in remembrance of our loved one. Um, My son is in the ocean. Um, That's where we, we placed his ashes and he swam out in his ash like looking like a, a sea serpent covered in flowers and it was quite moving and, you know, sad and beautiful all at the same time. So I do that every year in memory of him, um, although his anniversary is actually um, 31st of March. But o- Overdose Day is a, a nice time to remember everybody because he's not the only person I know who's died from overdose. I know many people who have died from overdose, sadly. Um, but, yeah, so... Town Beach on the 31st of August, 10.30am, um, a brief ceremony. Bring a flower if you'd like to come. Bring a reading if you'd like to share a reading. We'll, we've got a couple of readings that we'll be doing. Bring a hat and a water bottle, but then we will be having a little morning tea, picnic-style picnic morning tea there on the beach, and then all yep, packing up and, and going away. So nothing too, too taxing or too strenuous for anyone, but it's just a good way to, to mark the day and raise awareness that overdose is preventable. Mm. Uh, Sally, you still go remote a lot these days. Every two weeks, and, and then in, in the alternate week we go to Bidjidanga
0: So pretty much every week, yeah. Very lucky to have you in the studio today. Thanks for coming in and giving us the heads up on the uh, the 31st of August, uh, reminding us it's a uh, time to reflect on uh, people that have died uh, through overdose, drug overdose.
1: And remind everyone that overdose is preventable.